Welcome in, folks. Kevin Thomas here alongside John Epps, Moving the Chains. Night two of our high school football uh, extravaganza. I don't know what you want to call it, John. We got a lot going on. Sunday night, we gave you the 1A, 2A, 3A previews. Tonight, we've got the big boys, the 4A and 5A previews. Tomorrow night, still, still to look forward to, is our Week Zero preview show. So, a lot of great stuff this week, John. Like we mentioned last night, just excited for football to get here, man. Yeah. Just excited. You know, we've seen even more cancellations, so hopefully we have some games to watch this week. I don't know, but it's uh, it's, it's going to be excited to get to get some football and get some full some full stadiums. Uh, if you're tuning in, appreciate you guys on Facebook, Moving the Chains SC. Like our video, like our page, share it to all your friends. Also follow us on Twitter at Moving Chains, M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S. Follow us on Instagram at the same uh, link there, same uh, handle, excuse me. Follow us on YouTube where we post the show afterwards. We also post the audio-only version on Spot on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. So whoever you want to find our show, you can find it. And uh, we're excited to have you guys on board for our fourth season here. John, for this 4A preview, another great classification. Yeah, we always see some good football here. We've seen some different state champions the last several years kind of rotated through. It's yep. not where... You know, like a 2A where Abbeville is the, the guy that's won it several years in a row or Dutch Fork five times row in 5A. 4A, we have seen some some good parity there. And let's run through this top 10. Like I mentioned last night, from High School Sports Report, their top 10. Not saying we agree with it. We're just reading it, and we'll make our comments afterwards here. Number 10, Irmo. Number 9, Westside. Number 8, South Point. Number 7, Greer. Number 6, Greenville. Number 5, AC Flora. Number 4, North Augusta. Number two, Greenwood, and number one. Whoa, that is. There's a, I think five or two. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Number four, North Augusta. Number three, uh, Myrtle Beach. Number two, Greenwood, and number one, North Myrtle Beach. You know, John, last year, defending champion in 4A, we saw AC Floor knocking off North Myrtle Beach in the championship game there. AC Floor was just a juggernaut powerhouse all season long, scoring points all over the field with the Beamish kids throwing over, running everywhere. They lost a lot, but they are your defending champion. John, what else in 4A jumps out at you um, at, at first glance here? You know, the green strand is going to be, I think the state championship is going to go through there once again. Mm -hmm. Between North Myrtle Beach and Myrtle Beach, I think those two programs, uh, really the winner of that game, in my opinion, could be the one that wins the state championship. Mm -hmm. um, and they met twice last year. Good chance they'll meet twice again this year, uh, regular season, and then again the playoffs. Yep. I think those two are going to be the class of, of 4A. Yeah, you look at North Myrtle Beach, they do return some key players, also lost some key players. One big uh, returner they got, which not because of graduation, but was quarterback Cam Freeman. He's also a GT baseball commit, so there's rumors of him not playing football this year. He did decide to play, so that's big for them. They returned 10 starters, which is you know a decent number, uh, about half, I guess. They've got Cox, Vereen, and McCall on defense there to lead them, but they really need some playmakers to step up to help out Freeman this year, it seems like. Um, the number two team we see, a team that's been, <clears throat> they've been a powerhouse before. They've had some down years recently. And they're starting to kind of come back up here, I think, uh, and that's Greenwood. Head coach Chris Liner, year two for those guys. They run that option offense, really smash, smash them out there. Some great players on offense like Rapley, Jeffrey, and Burton. They are going to be a young team. They lost 30 seniors, which is a big number. I mean, 30 players, that's more than you'll see at some of these schools in, in one and two A, especially. But. Greenwood's gonna be young, but they've, you know, they've got some 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 pedigree here after the last year. Got some playmakers back. Greenwood could make some noise this year, John. 
Greenwood's a team that I got to see play at Serene Stadium last year against Greenville, which was a very pivotal game for the region, uh, turned out. And Greenwood, I, I was very impressed with the way that they carry themselves. There's mm-hmm. there's a handful of teams, and you know they're all over the state, but there's certain teams that just have a different attitude. Yeah, Chapman plays with a different attitude. Dylan plays with a different attitude. Greenwood, they play with a different attitude. Yeah, you know they um they're well coached. They play hard, and they're just uh I thought they were crafty. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that they were doing in the Greenville game last year, the defensive line, they would kind of shift right before the snap, and it it caught Greenville's offensive line off, and they got five free yards, <laughs> probably half a dozen times. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. kicking the ball off, they would kick it kind of short, and they I think they were kicking it at someone specifically. Greenville fumbled the ball two or three times on kickoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they do – it's little things that Greenwood does very, very well, and um, they, they have great attention to detail, and they're a very, very fun team to watch. And they were – it might have been all the seniors last year. They were a big team. They were yeah. some big kids. Uh, I'll be very interested to see how Greenwood does this year as well. They are a fun team to watch, uh, very well-coached group. Yeah, the team at number three there is one of my favorites in this classification. That's Myrtle Beach. You know, they've returned so much. The quarterback, Ryan Berger, the App State committed back. You know, he started all year last year, and he got some really good experience this sophomore season when Luke Doty went down with a broken wrist. He had a political record a lot there for them. They've got probably one of the best playmakers in the state in wide receiver Adam Randall, the Clemson commit. He's back again for a senior season. Another thing that I love, and you, you see this as a theme of mine last night and tonight, John, is, is returning offensive linemen. They returned four offensive linemen. So you got to like a team that brings back that much up front, um, especially a team that's so passing-oriented like Myrtle Beach is. If you can give Berger some time, he's going to find Randall in the other weapons they've got. Defense, they've got really a guy at each level that's kind of back, that's kind of the leader there. they got the Phillips kid on the D-line, Ward at linebacker, and then Miles at DB. Myrtle Beach is the team that I think is going to make some noise this year, um, as they always do in 4A. The number four team there, North Augusta, this is a program that's, you know, they've made a little bit of noise in the playoffs the last several years. Um, they've had some turnover, but they've got some kids back, and if they can stay healthy, they can make it make some noise. I think they're a little bit thin this year, it sounds like, but they've got some playmakers back. A team that I want to jump to, John, uh, at number six here in the rankings that you mentioned is Greenville. You know, this is a team that's got a ton of talent this year, had a ton of talent last year as well. They were the team that you mentioned the region played for the you know, playoffs last year with the shorter season less games, only two teams per region made it. They actually finished as a co-champion of that region <laughs> and missed the playoffs due to a three-way tiebreaker that came in third behind Greenwood and Greer. So this team, you get, you think they got to be hungry. They have the quarterback at Franklin kid back that we saw last year, a good player there at quarterback for them. They've got Holland and Pepper at running back. They've got Kelly, uh, I think 6'4", six, 6'5", six, at receiver, along with Sapp, who plays the wide receiver tight end combo. They've got the O-lineman, Colin Sadler, committed to Clemson. On defense, they've got the Whitner kick from Georgia State. So they've got players all over the field, John. This Greenville team at six may be ranked too low. I agree. And, and you know, it seems like, and we were talking to our the now new third member of our mm-hmm. team. Uh, yeah, he was talking about, you know, he goes, gosh, Greenville, it seems like every year they think, hey, this is going to be the year we really make some noise. And then, you know, something goofy happens and they don't they don't convert. You know, yeah. Could yeah. region chance and they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, they they've got a ton of talent. I would, I think they're probably more talented overall as a group this year than they have been in previous years. But I mean, even last year, they had the uh, the what the Scott twins Scott, on yeah. the defensive line. We yep. we were 
huge fans of yeah. those guys. I and, I, and I believe those guys are going to have not confirmed that, but I'm pretty sure they are. I know they lost the linebacker, the Gist kid that was a good player. Another for very good player. Um, the, the, the other guy that played some quarterback DB for them was the good media kid. He's gone as well. So they have lost plenty of talent. They've got plenty of guys back. I know that if you watched our show in the past several years, we haven't been the biggest fan of the coaching there at Greenville. Uh, just maybe some of the play calls and the, just the concepts didn't make sense as far as in-game coaching. Um, but we'll see. You know, with this this much talent, that could certainly make some noise here in, in 4A for sure. They they got too much talent to not be a, a big-time factor, especially with – Probably the best offensive line in the state. Yeah, and Sadler, you know that's a that's a huge deal to have. Uh, granted, you got to have five guys, mm-hmm. um, but you know I think for this Greenville team, it's going to be more the talent will be there. Mm-hmm. Can they do it up here? Yeah, um, you know that Greenwood game. You know they were down. It was it was forty three to fourteen at the half in Spring Stadium against a region yeah. opponent yeah. in a um, game that you've got to have. You got to have it, and, and you know as you would expect. They were frustrated. You mm-hmm. know, they, they you could see it, but that game just got out of hand just so fast for them. Yeah, and and that doesn't Greenwood wasn't that much better than them. Mm-hmm. They were just, I think, better prepared, and they came in with a better attitude, a better mindset. And, and Greenville, I think, that kind of mindset and just the way they carry themselves. I don't know if they think they're better than they are, mm-hmm. and maybe they think they can just go out there and what they do, they can do and win. And, I don't know if they just don't adjust well or, or what that missing piece is, but they got to figure it out because Greenwood's still ranked. Yeah, that's Greer, a tough region. Tough region. It is very tough. Uh, you know, Greer's not a bad group. Yep. Um, Lawrence is also in that region. They're yep. not going to give you a game. Yep. Um, so I, I think it'll be fun to watch Greenville to see uh, if they're able to to get past that hump a little bit. Mm-hmm. A couple more notes I had. Um, as you see, we mentioned the defending champion AC4 down at five. They just lost so much last year. It's going to be hard to see them repeating. Um, another team I think is a sleeper. We didn't see them come in the top ten. They've got a lot of talent back. That's Buford, a team that made some good noise last year. I believe they won their region last year. Not in the top ten. I think they could be a sleeper. Um, a couple of notes I had is the team that you usually see here in 4A, talking about tough regions, they're in one as well. Not in the top ten. Hartsville. Not seeing them. It's interesting not to see them there in the top ten. Um, I'll make a couple notes here on Irmo. I mentioned last time in the preview, they have Gilbert's quarterback for a senior year, Isaiah Whiteside. Big-time player there. We should see what Irmo can do. Um, Westside is also led by a good quarterback, uh, Pete Zamora there. I think he's going to maybe Marshall, some school. Good player there for them. Um, you know, Greer, if they can find a quarterback, they're going to be tough, um, as always. But we'll see what happens there. Another note I had, I think that North Florida Beach and Greenwood may be too high. You know, Greenwood losing 30 seniors. That's a lot of players. That's a lot of players. Um, and then North Florida Beach also lost a lot. Those two teams at one and two, I think this 4A uh, classification is wide open. Yeah, I think this is going to be the most competitive class mm-hmm. in the entire state this year. Um, you know, you got a lot of teams. You, you can make the argument for Greenwood. Yeah. You know, for, for them being ranked so high. You, you could say, hey, why is AC4? Gosh, the, the way they played last year, why are they all the way down at five? Uh, and North Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, you know, I think you can make the argument that either one of them could be yeah. number one. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at Greenville. Mm-hmm. And Greenville, hey, who top to bottom is more talented than them? And they've played, uh, I believe, Daniel in, in Jamborees. They played Dutch Fork in Jamborees. So they've had some good some good uh, tests here in the preseason um, to kind of get that group right. So they're not backing out for anybody either. Um you know, I think I, I will say it, John, a team that I like a lot. I think my favorite in this classification is Myrtle Beach. I love what Burger can do. I love what Randall can do. I think I picked them to win state last year. It didn't it didn't work out. They lost to Myrtle Beach or I know Myrtle Beach, I believe it was in the playoffs. But 
a good solid quarterback, four old lineman, then Randall and Berger. Another team I got to mention, John, because you know they've been right there in four in the last several years. Down there at number eight, South Point, a team we haven't even mentioned yet, who's always a favorite in four A. So lots of good good classification, um, lots of good teams there in four A. Who do you like, John, to, to win the whole thing? I think Myrtle Beach is the team to beat. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that they've got. Um, you know, some experience at quarterback. Mm-hmm. They've got, like you said, a very experienced offensive line that's coming back. Mm-hmm. They got arguably the best um, skill position yep. player in the state in Adam Randall. Yep. Um, that combination, and they know they they hey, this is nothing new to them. Yeah, they're used to this. Yeah, um, they make some deep runs lately. Yeah, I think Myrtle Beach is going to be the team to be. And you know, coming out of Upper State, I I think. I feel like I've pulled against Greenville the last <laughs> few years. I kind of want to see Greenville do well, mm-hmm. but I just don't – I don't know who's going to come out of the upper state. You, you think Greenville might have the talent to do it, but after what I saw Greenwood do to them last year, it, it's hard to it's hard to not count out Greenwood. Yeah, It's hard to count out South Point. And, and here's someone that we haven't talked about at all tonight, mm-hmm. that we talked about a lot last year, Catawba Rich. Yeah, first year in the program last year. People were down on, you know, they went up to Greer in round one of the playoffs, whooped them. Not even close. A good Greer team. That Catal Bridge, I think they won two games in the playoffs, I believe, John. You had the stats there? They went all the way to the Upper State Championship until AC4 knocked them out. Yep. Yep. Um, they knocked out, it was actually West Side they beat in a close game mm-hmm. first round. And then they kind of blew out Irmo down at Hawkins Field mm-hmm. there in Columbia. Um, and then that's when they met AC4. But you know, I think. Catawba Ridge is going to be a team that's going to be a problem for everyone they play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's going to be fun to watch them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's really up in the air. You, you look at the region, Region 3, Upper State, you've got York, mm-hmm. who York was pretty good a couple years ago. They took a bit of a dip last year. But then also you got Catawba Ridge and South Point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a highly competitive region there. And, the, and that York program, I believe this would be Coach Boyd, Dean Boyd's, what, 30 or maybe at Marlboro County over there, so I'm sure he's building something good there, you would think. Uh, uh, and Region 2 is going to be great. I mean, yeah. Region 2 was awesome last year. Uh, you got, I think we didn't talk about Eastside. Yeah, Eastside's a quarterback. That's always tough. We'll yeah. see. Eastside's a team that, you know, they throw the ball all over the field. Um, you know, they can kind of put themselves in any game with the way that they play. You got Greenville, Greenwood, Greer, and Lawrence. I mean, that is tough region. That's about as competitive as a region as you can find. Um, so it, it'll be very interesting to see how it shakes out in the Upper State. I know you mentioned Upper State four A. Thought about this: the best team in Upper State four A, maybe playing three A. That's Daniel. <laughs> they may have been the best team in Upper State four A this year. And I, I think, you, hey, four A, you figure out who you think's the best team. Send them over to Daniel. They probably get beat. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm taking Daniel every time over that. Yeah. So that's our four A preview there. Uh, I do want to shout out our sponsors right quick: the George Agency, Bradley, Wayne, Richard, and the crew. Uh, great group there. If you need health insurance, if you need uh, life insurance, maybe you're a seasonal employee or something like that, they can help you out with that. Uh, if you own a small business, they need insurance for your company. They can help you out with that too. So they've got some great, great people there. Check them out at thegeorgeagency.net. They won't charge you anything extra. They just help you look at your insurance and tell you the best way to go. So give those guys a call and tell them moving the chain since you. Uh, they'll not give you a discount. I can't promise it, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, John, let's go into the big boys here, the 5A now, the uh, Dutch sport classification, if we want to just call it that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But 
We'll run through the top 10 right quick. Number 10, Somerville. Number 9, Goose Creek. Number 8, Gaffney. Number 7, T.L. Hanna. Number 6, Burns. Number 5, Northwestern. Number 4, Dorman. Number 3, Fort Dorchester. Number 2, Sumter. And number 1, Dutch Fork. Defending champion, Dutch Fork. They beat T.L. Hanna last year for their fifth straight state championship. Um, <laughs> what do you say, John? I mean, Dutch Fork is just a, a different beast here in the state of South Carolina. Yeah, you know, uh, Coach Knott, since he is he's come down to Dutch Fork, he's really done an incredible job. And the one thing that I learned uh, over the offseason, and this is surprising to me talking about the, the transfer quarterback going to Irma, uh, I understand that kids coming up in the Columbia area, in that northeast, or not northeast, but that Irma area, um, if you really want to play football, if you're really serious about football, mm-hmm. you go to Dutch Fork. If you want to play baseball and football, you still go to Dutch Fork. Um, and we've seen that. We've seen incredible baseball yeah. talent come out of Dutch Fork. Older Chuck and Taylor, both of those kids. And yeah. both those guys, they play football and baseball. Mm-hmm. If you want to stick to baseball, you really want to focus on baseball, no football, you go to Irma. Sure. Um, so it's interesting that the quarterback is transferred there, but mm-hmm. maybe baseball has nothing to do with it for him. But I, I find that an interesting take on on where the young talent mm-hmm. is trying to go, you know, within that area. But, yeah, with Dutch Fork, I mean, it, it's it's so hard to go against them. Mm-hmm. What I thought, you know, we act like they're untouchable. You know, we saw Atlanta play last year against Hillcrest. And mm-hmm. Hale yeah, looked great. They're, they were a good team. Uh, I, I thought Hillcrest was very good. It was a very competitive mm-hmm. game. And then T.L. Hale went to Columbia, and Dutch Fork didn't blow them out. No, uh, no, I mean, it was a competitive game. Yeah. It, it was a twenty-eight to six game. I think it might have been twenty-eight to six at the half. Um, I, I know it was. There wasn't a whole lot going on in the second half, but you know, Teal Hand wasn't super far off. Mm. They didn't get just get blown off the field. So I don't think it's fair to say, "Hey, Dutch Fork is just untouchable." We look at who they played, though. You know, I don't know that they played a team outside of the playoffs that was as good as say a Danny. Um, mm. So I think it'll be. I, I'm excited to see what Rank can do. Yeah, that'll um, be a good matchup. Get up them. I, I think um, you know at some point Dutch Fork's got to take a step back. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's this year. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of talent this year, but um, it'll be interesting to see. And, and I hope to see someone in the lower state really step up. Yeah, and give them some give them some friction. Be it you know Carolina Forest has been good the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, Goose Creek is starting to get back there. Fort Dorchester has been pretty strong. Um, but I feel like Dutch Fork's got kind of lucky. Um, yeah, they are um, the playoffs. I mean, it's hard to say that when they win five in a row, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, you know, anytime you win a state championship, you got to have some luck involved. Obviously, just for your matchups or injuries or whatever it is, but they do return a good bit of uh, talent there. The kid receiver, Antonio Williams, is a four star great player there. They do lose the Hyatt kid, uh, Jalen Younger Brother Devin, who went to IMG, I believe it was, but. They've got a little bit of a QB battle going on. They've got a transfer in Appler, um, who's got some offers against Patterson. I don't think it's going to be Appler. We'll see how that goes out. Um, a couple of great other guys on defense like Patterson. Um, they've got a solid offensive line. I mean, they're poised to make a, a six-peat, but, I mean, six times in a row, John? I mean, can somebody really do that? And, you know, and I know it's been more than, you know, Will Taylor and Owen Chuck over the last two years, but if they're having a little bit of a competition, and the competition's always good. Competition's yep. good at, at, at anything, be it business, football, whatever. Um, but the fact that there's a little bit of competition goes on tells me 
there's not a guy that's clearly number one. Mm-hmm. The last two years, Will Taylor, Paul and Chuck, they've yeah. clearly been number one. They were both incredible mm-hmm. players. Um, so maybe if they're maybe they're not as talented at the quarterback position this year, that could change things a little bit. Um, yeah, but they've been incredible on the defensive side of the ball. Too. Yes. So you know that's that's the other side of the equation. How you score against them? Yeah, you know I want to mention our number two team here, which is Sumter, and and that I mean that was one that stood out to me when I saw the ranking there, John, because I just thought about what all they lost. You know, obviously they lost the quarterback to Vasquez today, the running back Harris Wayne, the DL Justice Boone. The other big DL, Davin Jackson, out there with the ACL. So, I mean, that's four players that are as good as anybody else on the field. I mean, that's probably your four best players off last year's team all gone. So, I don't really see them at two. I think it's probably a little bit high for them personally. But they're a program that has earned some respect. You know, they've earned some ranking because they've, they've been good last year for years. But I think that's kind of high for them. Uh, Fort Dorchester at three there. They've got one of the best quarterbacks in the state in Zoltan Osborne. He's a playmaker. He will carry that team there. Number four at Dorman. You know, they got a QB battle going on, too. Uh, they got a transfer in Zion Kilborn from North Carolina. He's kind of, I think, going to win the job, but we'll see how that turns out. Um, got a really good offensive line, as always, there at Norman. Always going to be big and, big and nasty up front. Kendall Norman at receiver. I thought he'd been playing for six years for those guys. I mean, he's been scoring touchdowns forever. Um, they lost all three of their linebackers. That's a little bit of a worry for me in uh, the defense there. But they got Foster. And Dawkins back on the DC defensive side. And Dorman's always going to be good uh, in that tough region over Burns and Spartanburg. Uh, number five, Northwestern. The quarterback is back, Will Madison. Uh, that's a team that has got a solid offensive line. They've got three good receivers in Cunningham, Watkins, and Caldwell. The defense returns a lot with uh, McCreary, McCullen, and Jackson. That's going to be a team to watch out for, I think, kind of over in the Rock Hill area. Number six, Burns, a team I think is going to surprise a lot of people this year. Gabe Rogers is back at the quarterback position. He struggled some last year. You know, they kind of went back and forth with him and the Blackman kid. You know, he was a little bit young, but, but he's a better passer. I think he's grown a lot, it sounds like, in the past year. Going to have a really good offensive line, led by the Henderson kid going to Arkansas um, there. The defense is going to be young. They need that defense to come along. But a guy I haven't mentioned yet, I did mention the good offensive line. I mentioned the young, uh, you know, maybe inexperienced quarterback Rodgers there. Mac Long at running back. The kid, you know, set the record yeah. last year, had the most the most yards in the game, even more than Marcus Lattimore. He's back. He'll be a, a force for those guys. Um, T.L. Hanna there at seven. We, we mentioned they lost their quarterback last night going to, to Ren, Trey Horn. They do return 13 starters. Their offense is always tough to play against that wing two triple option there we mentioned. Uh, they've got Johnson, uh, Bachelor, uh, Cothran all running the ball. They do have a QB battle going on there. Um, you know, Cothran is a guy, he's got some offers from some big schools to play defense and offense. They're always going to be tough there. And he played great last year. He did. He did. He's a big kid. You know, he's probably, what, 6'2", 6'3", pretty thick, put together. Big-time player for them. And the last thing I really, really want to mention here in the top ten is uh, is Gaffney. You know, it's a little bit lower than we've seen, seen in the last couple years, number eight. But they did lose a lot as well. You know, they lost quarterback Andre Lindsay, one of my favorite players. They lost uh, Kobe Paysauer, receiver. They lost Tyron um, Ingram Dawkins going to George, the yeah. D lineman there. They do have a nice quarterback transfer coming in from Blue Ridge. Grayson Loftus, the kid who's got several offers. Um, he's been offered by George and much of the big Kentucky, I think, recently. So he's got some talent there. They've got uh, Smith and Howie on offense and uh, the Dattle kid leading the linebacker. But number eight, I guess, is a little bit low for them, John. What do you see shaking out? Who do you see some contenders here in 5A? Any other just thoughts you have? Uh, I know I just talked for a lot there. Anything you want to say, feel free. <laughs> I think I think Gaffney's going to be a, a big-time player in the mm-hmm. other state. They, they are at eight. I think that's a little bit low for mm-hmm. them. Uh, I think 
at least the last few years, the upper state has been more stacked than the lower state. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know that there's a ton of teams in the lower state that yeah. are a foot above Gaffney. Yeah. And, you know, I want to do it and mention this before you go into this. Sorry. Um, you know, with the region realignments last year, we used to see Gaffney, Dorman, Hillcrest, or sorry, Gaffney, Dorman, Burns all in the same region. Not anymore. You know, now it's Dorman, Burns, Spartanburg, and Gaffney went over to that northwest or the uh, Rock Hill region with Bullen Springs and that crowd over there. So maybe that's a good thing for them, uh, not having to play Burns and Dorman, you know, for yeah. region this year. We'll see how that works out. But a little bit different uh, realignment there for sure. Yeah, Gaffney, so Gaffney's region, that's region three. That is Bowling Springs, Clover, Fort Mill, Gaffney, and Nation Four. Mm-hmm. So definitely um, a little bit of a downshift from yeah, what you know, used to. you know, Clover's had some good runs the last couple of years under Brian Lane. Um, I don't know how good they're gonna be this year. We'll see about that. Uh, but you think that's almost got to be Gaffney's region to lose? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. It, it hard pressed to think there's anyone more talented mm-hmm. in that region than them, anyways. Um, but you know, I think Gaffney's gonna be. A big time player. You can never count on Dorman. Mm-hmm. Um, Dorman has been very solid, and they're a team where it seems like it doesn't really matter if they have a ton of talent or not because they figure they figure yeah, out Coach Gutsch all good Great quarterback coach, play. Yeah. And, and I think we we talk some trash about how some teams are coached and mm-hmm. some of the decisions. Um, it's hard to say Dorman might be the best coach team that we've seen. Yeah, the last few years. Yeah, um, you know we've seen them play Burns. I think every year now, mm-hmm. and that has been some of the best games yeah. that we've been to. And Dorman has just been incredibly sharp, uh, well, well put together team every year. Yeah, I do want to mention a couple teams here that aren't in the top ten, but I think can all be sleepers this year. John, one is Hillcrest. Um, you know, Coach Anthony Frady's second year. They returned their quarterback, uh, the Judy kid, was a good time player for them last year. I think they can make some noise in that region there with T.L. Hanna. They played T.L. Hanna for the championship last year and lost, but they're going to have some have something to say about that region, I think. Uh, Spartanburg, you know, this is year two for Coach Mark Hodge coming over from Chapman. Last year, like we mentioned last night or maybe earlier tonight, you know, you didn't have a full season of all season because of COVID all that. So year two for him, maybe he can implement some more stuff there. They got the quarterback Raheem Jeter, who feels who who we feel like has played for every team in the update. It sounds like, yeah. uh, but he's a, a big time talent. They're a big time arm, and that defense may be the best defense in the update. That that, that defense department is going to be really really good. Um, another thing I want to mention: Keanu Forrest. You mentioned them earlier. They've got a running back slash linebacker, Luke Janet, really good player. Uh, do have a new quarterback in Scott Saylor. See how that works out for them. But they're going to be, you know, of course, we reckon with always. And a team that I got to mention, I don't think they're going to be a player in 5A as far as winning the championship, making any big noise, but they have some of the most talented players in the upstate is Maul. Exactly. They've got uh, probably the best player in the state, Jaden Lucas, cornerback going to Clemson. They've got a, uh, a linebacker safety, um, Deuce Caldwell going to North Carolina. They've got some big-time players there. Um, you know, we should see if they can put it together and make some noise because they've got the talent to do it. Just will they come together and, and make a run this year? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and there'll be a team just to watch just for that secondary. Yeah, uh, and yeah. And, you know, that's a region. That's region one. You know, that's Hillcrest, mm-hmm. Jail Man, Malden, Hannah, and Woodmont. Um, yeah. That, that's a good region. Mm-hmm. But, in my opinion, number two for that region, pretty much up for grabs. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like Hillcrest in that two spot. Or, <laughs> Hillcrest and Hannah, I mean, we saw Hillcrest and Hannah play last year. Mm-hmm. Pretty competitive game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Hillcrest has got, a, you know, they got a chance to win that region. Yep. But if you're Malden, you got to tell yourself, like, hey, let's just score a few points a game. Yeah. If, yeah. if we can just get something on the board yep. and help out that defense. We saw them play, I guess it was two years ago now, and it was 
they were another team, and it's a different coaching staff now. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it was kind of it was a little confusing what the the game yeah. plan was. Yeah, and you know we mentioned um, the realignment in the regions. You wonder how much that may factor in this year, where you know that TL Hanna region or region one there is really totally brand new. We saw Hillcrest and Malden both playing in that Burns, you know, 18 region, Burns, Spartanburg, Gaffney, doing one with those guys a couple years ago. You wonder if year two against offenses like TL Hanna and Woodmont, who run those kind of wing teacher blocks and things, you wonder if that maybe helps out a little bit now that you've seen it, you know, because before then they weren't really playing a team like that. Yeah. So you wonder if maybe that helps out at Hillcrest when they're playing a TL Hanna or helps out a Malden when they're playing Woodmont, whatever. So interesting to see how that kind of plays in of, Maybe a little more familiarity with some of these offenses they, they weren't used to before last season. Yeah, certainly. Um, and it's going to be a fun region to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, between those three teams, uh, a lot of talent. Yep. And definitely, uh, you know, I, I would love to see Malden yep. put together a good season. Yeah. It'd be good to see those guys uh, have some have a meaningful season and maybe make a, a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Malden, the team that didn't make the playoffs last year. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, 5A, John, let's make our predictions. Like we said, five-time champion Dutch Fork. Um, it's got to be the favorite, I would think. Do you think they can go for six in a row, John, or do you have another team that you think, you know what, this is who I think can, can, can take this championship this season? You know, I, what's tough is, you know, we talk about how 4A was, is the class that's kind of up for grabs. Mm-hmm. I feel like with 5A, it's kind of like that once you get past Dutch Fork. Yeah. I don't know. Who's I don't, that second best team? I don't Third think there's team. a clear – Number two, I think Carolina Forest, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is probably the clear number two yeah. in the lower state. And that's the team outside what, of the top ten, according to these rankings. <laughs> I don't know, because they've been there for the last few years. Yeah, they, yeah. They've been very good the last few years. Um, you know, considering what's going on with Sumter, uh, I don't know that Dutch Fork's going to get a whole lot of friction in the lower state. One mm-hmm. thing we haven't talked about that was very good last year is Riverboy. Yeah, um, yeah. How's yeah, Riverboy top in this year, though? Um, they played good defense last few years. Can River Bluff make a little bit of a run? I don't know. And, but that upper state, you know, I, I want to say Gaffney is going to come mm-hmm. out of the upper state. Okay, I like um, that. I've been a favorite of those. I mean, a big-time fan of those guys the last couple years. For and sure. their team that, yeah, I think you put them on the field of Dutch Fort, mm-hmm. they're not going to care that it's Dutch Fort. They're not going to care that they've won five in a row. Especially, they're Gaffney. Especially if it's at the reservation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they won't give a damn about who you are over there. No. So uh, I, I like Gaffney out of the upper state. Yeah. Um, I, I think they've got a, a team good enough to do it. But there's a handful. You know, yeah. Uh, I think even Hillcrest has got yeah. a shot with the town. Yeah. Guy. I think Northwestern can make some noise this year. They're kind of on the rise again. But I think Dutch Fork can be tough to, to bet against for sure. Um, and the lower state team we haven't mentioned tonight um, is Goose Creek. You know, they play Oceanside, Oceanside week one. I know Oceanside's a you know, lower classification, a couple, couple down for those guys. But still, interesting to see what how that game goes. And we'll learn a lot, a lot about Goose Creek there um, week zero next Friday night for sure. Um, and Goose Creek was a team they got – Beat in the first round last year, mm-hmm. but that was a one-score game against Carolina Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they they just had a tough draw. Yep. Um, last year, but yep. Goose Creek uh, definitely a team to keep a lookout for. And, and I, I said I love that the Osborne kid at Fort Dorchester. It's interesting to see what the playmakers uh, develop around him. See how that goes. But I think I'm going to go with Dutch Fork to win it all, just because I mean they're it's hard not to. But I think this is the year. We probably say this every year that somebody can knock them off. Right? <laughs> I think last year I think I said Gaffney would. That didn't happen. Gaffney didn't even get there. But I, I think this year it seems like there may be a little more, uh, a little more shaky for the Silver Foxes than what we've seen in the past, for sure. Yeah, and it'll be hard to tell um, in that region that they play. Yeah. Uh, again, the red game will be. I mean, I expect yep. Schwartz to control that game. Yeah. But, um, 
you know, if Ren if Ren puts up some points on them and mm-hmm. you know shows a little bit of uh, weakness in the armor, that would be a big sign for the rest of five. Yeah, and I think they've also got. Um, I know they play some big out of conference, out of region. I know they've got Ren week one, and then I believe it's week two or three. They've got Burns at oh, Burns. Very nice. That'll be fun. I think they've got Spartanburg as well as a non-region game, maybe. Um, so we'll see. You know, Dor- or Dutch Fork, like we mentioned, their their region's not the best. We mentioned that before. So they're playing some big time five A schools outside, and not even five A, but just you know three A with Ren. So we'll see what they've got this year out of region, I believe, and uh, learn a little more about them uh, early on this year. Yeah, I think it, within the region, River Bluff, River Bluff is going to be the best chance to mm-hmm. beat them within the region. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean they're in a they're in a baseball region. <laughs> yeah, shape yeah. and those are baseball schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I like to see some new blood up there. Yeah. Hey, Chapin, uh, North Carolina State running back commit Bennett Galloway, good player. Oh, Chapin, nice. uh, don't know how much noise they'll make, but they've got him, so nice. good for them. But um, yeah, I think that's gonna wrap up our show tonight, John. Um, you know, I've, I'm excited. Like we mentioned, you know, Friday night cannot get here soon enough. Uh, not sure what game we're going to yet. We may know tomorrow night by our week zero preview. We'll see. We're still talking about it. But one more shout out, right quick, to our sponsor, the George Agency, uh, Bradley Wayne, recruiting the crew. Life insurance, health insurance. If you're a business owner, insurance for your company, give them a call. GeorgeAgency.net. They can help you out. John knows the guys are good people. Tell them, John. Great people. Great yeah. people. And that's, you know, I, the older I get, the more I realize it's not necessarily about getting the best deal, the lowest price, which these guys are. They're going to be the lowest price you can get. But a lot of times it's about dealing with good people. You know, dealing with somebody you know you can trust. If you have an issue come up, you need to call them on an emergency on Saturday. You got to know these guys are answered, and they will. So that's why they're good people. Good to work with. I recommend the George AC to everybody I talk to. Tell them John and Kevin since you're moving the chains. But John, this has been a, a super fun two nights. You know, doing some research, getting back into it. I know I, I've done a lot of preview reading and you know talking to to friends and coaches and reporters, learning about this stuff. But I'm just excited, like I said, to have regular football, to have full stadiums, full concession options. <laughs> I'm just pumped to you know hopefully not see more COVID cancellations either. Yeah, hopefully not. And, uh, gosh, we got. Just the week zero games we talked about here the last couple of nights have been pretty big games. Yeah. I mean, week zero alone is going to be really, really fun. Mm-hmm. It will be. You know, last year we saw so many teams play four games. I'm excited to get a full 10-game schedule. Yeah. That's going to be I, great. I was thinking the other night, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, Dutch Fork's going to win 5A, Dan's probably going to win 3A. And then I, I look back and I go, gosh, every week last year, there was at least one or two games where, like, we had no Did idea. not see that coming. Yeah. Year. Yeah, so, um, I was, that's gonna happen again this year. Yep, there's gonna be some games that are gonna blow our minds probably every week. So yeah, can't wait to get into it. Yeah, appreciate you guys tuning in uh, on Facebook, moving the chains SC. Like our page, like our video, share it, tell your friends, comment. Love the listener comments. Um, you know it helps the with the interaction. Follow us on Twitter at moving chains M O V I N C H A I N S. Same handle on Instagram as well. If you're at a game on Friday night, send us your picture. Send us the, the notes. Obviously, we can't be everywhere. Send us the scores. Send us, you know, videos, whatever you got. We'd love to have it. Check us out on YouTube as well, as well as the audio-only version on podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Love to get you guys involved. Uh, and don't forget, we've got a big night tomorrow night too, John, with our Week Zero yeah. preview. So tune in again tomorrow night for some more stuff. We'll hopefully have our pick stuff worked out as well by then. But we're excited to talk about some Week Zero games and give some preview predictions for that. But for John Epstein, Kevin Thomas, this is Moving the Chains, and we will – See you guys tomorrow night.